This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello all beautiful people. I am Indranil. Welcome to Creative Mantra. On my podcast, I will be talking about inception of creative mind. How creativity touches an unknown soul with purity. Today on my podcast, I have a very special guest who is a well-known name in the creative and advertising world. I'm referring to Shumanto Chattopadhyay, who is currently holding a position of the chairman and chief creative officer of 82.5 Communications, Ogilvy Group, which he started in 2019. Earlier, he was the executive creative director South Asia for Ogilvy. Shumanto has built brands like Dove, Pons and Star Plus successfully relaunched UTI Bank as Axis Bank and helped launch brands like Pro Kabaddi, Maharashtra Tourism and Economics. He has won advertising awards at Cannes, the Clio's, the One Show, the London Festival, the Abbeys and Curious. He has also been ranked as 10th among advertising creative people in Asia by Media Magazine in 2007. He is also an actor and model. He loves writing columns on advertising, communication, and he loves traveling to explore various diverse culture and people. Shumanto's alter ego is the English Nut on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Check him out for wit and wisdom about the English language. So today I have a special guest, and I would like to call. Shumanto on my show. Hello Shumanto, welcome to Creative Mantra. Thank you so much Indranil. It's it's wonderful to connect with you across a long distance uh through technology. As we all know that today thanks to this pandemic we are all not being able to meet physically but I hope that's going to happen soon as well. I know absolutely and thank you so much for being here with me. on creative mantra it's so my from, pleasure yeah from b economics and ms applied mathematics to the highest form of art advertising world how does this transition happen <laughs> okay so well frankly speaking in my student days i did not know what i wanted to do professionally uh, i'm always amazed when i meet young people today who seem to know from the time that they in school what they want to do when they grow up well i certainly didn't i uh, i certainly didn't in classes 11 and 12 i would have preferred to get into the arts actually but took the eco math stats combination as it was called because my father said that if i drop mathematics a lot of options would be closed to me later From there I went to Berea College in the US for my bachelor's degree. I actually ended up doing a double major in economics and mathematics there. But because Berea was a, a liberal arts college which meant students got a well-rounded education not only not one focused only on a specific area, I got to study a lot of different things and was able to satisfy my artistic side as well. For example, I learned Spanish took classes in history philosophy and religion found myself writing for the college publication working as an artist model a tour guide because our campus was of historical interest and a lot of tourists came by hosting the annual cultural show of the international students club and so much more 
But you know, at that time, I was only dimly aware of fields like advertising. All I knew was that I enjoyed the student life and that I was not mentally ready to enter the working world. I ended up doing an MS in applied mathematics because I got recruited by Clemson University in South Carolina. And when that ended, I still didn't know what I wanted to do for a living. So I did an MBA. But uh, yeah, so my father taught organizational behavior at the Indian Institute of Management, Kolkata. And so he believed that an MBA was a great degree to arm you for the working world. That influenced me to opt for an MBA, which I did from McGill University, Canada. That's where I discovered advertising in one of my courses. Our professor showed us a reel of ads and I thought this looks like fun. I also won a slogan contest for the French Tourism Board in my last semester at McGill. I think that's when I realized that advertising could be something I could do. And that's how I got into advertising, I think. That's yeah. fantastic, you know, because you, you just mentioned that you have done maths, economics, stats, like which is purely science, you know, and suddenly from there, later of your career and education, then you started getting exposure in advertising. And that is how it started, you know, your career from advertising. So I think this is fantastic. And you have dedicated most of your career with one of the biggest advertising agency, Ogilvy and Maker. So can you right. share some experience during your work tenure? Sure. So years ago, I had uh, I had done a campaign for an NGO that worked on adoption. This won an award at Cannes. Uh, but my most special moment came when years later, a lady emailed me saying she wanted to talk to me. We ended up meeting. She showed me the picture of her child, now older, whom she had been inspired to adopt after seeing my campaign. Uh, this This sort of blew me away because I felt it was a far bigger prize for me than any uh, award that I could have got at Khan or anywhere else. Uh, it, this is what I think uh, something like this is what made creating advertising worthwhile for me. So this, this was one of those mem memorable moments from my career. Some of my most meaningful experiences have been when I've been able to make a meaningful difference to individuals in my team. One of my team members wrote me a letter once saying that I taught her how to fish. You know, based on that proverb, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. This letter made me feel that I had done something right. And whenever I've been able to hone someone's talent, contribute to their development as a professional, help them shine at work, those are the experiences that I have really cherished. True, true. And I think it's very important what you said, what you mentioned is so true that even now, recently, what we find is during this pandemic, a lot of people, they are going through a tough time. So I think it is very important for this human connect, you know, which is beyond our designation, beyond our own interest. I think it is so important to have this human connect. And I think this is the best thing what we can get as a reward. I think you just said it. But there is also a belief that creative people are usually eccentric. Do you also believe in that term? <laughs> 
100% guilty as charged <laughs> you, you know you just have to add an m in front of adman and you get madman so so you know so it's it's just inevitable i think for people in in uh, this kind of a creative profession i know i know i mean so confident and you're saying yes 100% yeah. Sure. No, 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 no. So let 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 me let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. you know, da- you know, David Ogilvy was the founder of Ogilvy and Mather, yeah. and he had yeah. said, "Develop your eccentricities while you're young. That way, when you get old, people won't think you're going Gaga." So I I completely subscribe to that. And in my case, I didn't have to make much of an effort. The eccentricity came naturally. Maybe it's another Bengali trait. one and you know this is a trait that i wear like a badge of honor it's not like I, I, i'm disparaging bengalis by saying that we are eccentric i think it's fabulous to be eccentric it's it's that so called craziness which allows us to make the unexpected con- connections that are at the heart of creativity very true very true and i think that helps i'm sure like this eccentricism of Of course, it helps, you know, because I am a little bit creative person, and I, I, I know from where you are coming from, and I completely agree. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, yeah. but I think on the other side, there is also a big challenge for any creative person, mainly when they are part of the agency and dealing with the client. And I'm sure you also face that is to convince the creative thought and idea to the client, which would work. best for them or something which will not work and convince them so how difficult was that role for you so once again i agree with you uh, this is often the toughest part of the job it's really it's really disappointing for a creative person to have his or her wonderful idea rejected i've always said that the challenge for us is not to come up with great ideas but to be able to handle the disappointment when they are rejected and still remain motivated enough to think up think up another great idea to take back to the client the very next day client clients are not always able to visualize something if it is a fresh concept which is why they sometimes go with tried and tested ideas instead of novel ones creative people on the other hand always want to push for the fresh idea for the novel idea and so that that's where the the conflict sort of uh, arises arises earlier in my career i i've done some crazy things for example we used to have this wonderful client who used to greatly appreciate our work at one point someone who joined his team sort of became a gatekeeper not letting us present directly to him we would go for a meeting ex- expecting to meet the boss and the junior would meet us and tell us he's got called away for a last minute meeting then we would present uh, our ideas to to this new person and she would tear the work to shreds this happened a few times and then she promised that the next time around her boss would be at the meeting but once again when we arrived she said he was busy so we would have to present to her and as i said i was quite crazy those days and i just picked up the layouts and i said i'm really sorry i can't and i walked out of her office leaving her completely stunned 
But the result, <laughs> but but the result was that the next time around, we did get to present to the boss because I think the story had got gotten around in her office because nobody nobody does that because agency people are expected to toe the line when it comes to clients. But like I said, I was mad and I just said uh, sorry and I picked up my ads and I walked out of her room and out of the building. And so next time around, the boss was there. He was smiling because he too had heard the story and, and, and he appreciated the work and he approved it. So that, that was a happy ending. And uh, so this is just one of the crazy things that I think I've done to get my way. I'm very curious to hear from you. Uh, do you remember any incident where the client maybe rejected your idea, but you are very, very much convinced about yourself the idea and then when you were able to present it again and that worked out the best i i think you know there have uh, been uh, occasions when for example you you present you know there are a lot of times that we are presenting scripts for uh, tv commercials or yeah. videos and these are you know if you're not if from a creative field, I mean, even when I started out, I think it would have been hard for me to to hear a script and be able to visualize it. So I don't blame clients for not being able to fully appreciate a script, for example. So there have been times where I've, you know, not been able to convince a client of an idea and I've, I've come back and I've done things like acting out the story. Once, you know, I, I remember that somebody in my team actually made a mini set of, of what you know of the story uh, like uh, the, of a film kind of thing to kind of explain to the client what you know what was going to take place and he made little cardboard figures which he you know put up at different point uh, parts of the set and you know we were able to convince the client to buy that uh, particular script because you know you he didn't have the power to visualize it, but he was able to see it coming to life on in this little miniature set that we'd created. And, and as I said, that this was one of the more unusual approaches that we took. And before that, as I said, I've, I've acted out scripts, you know, played the different characters. Uh, so, you know, these are just some of the, we have to think of uh, creative ways to uh, get our ideas. It's not just the, the idea itself which needs to be creative. I think the way we get it across to the client, the way we sell it to the client also has to be quite creative at times. Right. Absolutely. I completely agree because I myself, as I was telling that I'm also coming from a creative, uh, you know, creative department. And yeah. I also face the similar challenges. And I think you just said it. It is very important that how you are presenting because you cannot expect that everybody can visualize the same way. You know, so creative ideas will only become successful when it will have a connect with creators and takers mind and soul. Right. So you absolutely. I, yeah. I totally I mean, I mean, you can't disagree with that. Of course, the creator comes up with an idea that he believes in with heart and soul. But that idea is successful only when it appeals to the heart and soul of the person or people it's intended for. This also underlines the difference between fine art and commercial art, according to me. Advertising is related to the latter. It's successful only when it is appreciated by the target audience. Whereas in the fine arts, a critically acclaimed painting, for example, may not be understood by the masses. And that's all right. Sometimes an artist's work, an artist's work gains acceptance long after he's died. Like Van Gogh, for example. He died a pauper. 
He died a pauper, but today his paintings sell for millions. But in advertising, a campaign has to connect instantaneously. Otherwise, it's considered a failure. There's no afterlife in this field. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. So do you believe in law of attraction? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I, I, I believe in the power. I, I believe in the power of positive thinking. So uh, uh, let, let me admit something that, that at times I have uh, let my negative thoughts get the better of me. And this has led to a lot of delays in the good coming to me. In fact, making positive affirmations, push, pushing myself to look at the positive side of things is something that I have to work on every day. I have a tendency of letting negative thoughts, negative events and negative people overwhelm me. So it's an ongoing struggle for me to focus on the positive. It doesn't always come easily to me. I would say it's a, const a constant endeavor, a work in progress. I'm glad you asked me this question because I take it as a reminder to focus on the right things and the positive things again. In fact, uh, I've read the works of Louise Hay. I'm sure you're familiar with her. And when, when I feel disturbed about something, I repeat her positive affirmations. It helps me look at life, uh, be it personal or professional, with greater tranquility. And yes, when I've achieved the state of tranquility that allows me to take a positive view of things, I've been able to attract positive experiences into my life. Um, the English nut is, a, is in fact an example of something that came out of the power of attraction, especially the Shashi Tharoor interview that, that I had done as a part of uh, the English nut. I saw that. Fantastic. I saw it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That. So yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it was born out of a wish I actually put out there as a video on social media. A former colleague saw it and got in touch and said he wanted to make it his project to make this wish a reality. And he worked at it doggedly, getting hold of contact details, following up with Dr. Tharoor's team. And finally, several months later, you know, I suddenly found myself on a flight from uh, Mumbai to Delhi. And uh, then, you know, the next thing I know, I'm in Shashi Tharoor's house with my team and the interview actually taking place. So this really was, a, you know, uh, the law of attraction, you know, in, in force because I put out a positive wish and that attracted this uh, you know, so and it was you know a team of people that came. You know, this is one person I mentioned who got the appointment with Shashitharu. But there were so many other people, you know, friends who chipped in. You know, uh, uh, this is a zero budget endeavor for me. So I actually, you know, got uh, you know uh, the cameraman was an old friend of mine. Everybody who worked on it with me did it out of their love for this uh, channel and their love for you know and their interest in doing an interview with uh, Dr. Tharoor. So yeah, so I truly believe in the law of attraction. No, I think and this is a great example you have given. I I think yes. So this is law of attraction because when I saw the video. You know, I'm just telling you the kind of positive vibe was there in that video. It's amazing. And when I was watching, it's more like, you know, in the old time, during Durdarshan time, the kind huh. of conversation used to happen, you know, it's, it's a very simple and very soulful. And this just reminds me. And I was so glued to that. In fact, I saw this twice. And I huh. must say, whoever is listening today, if if you have not seen all the people must watch this this is amazing and i'm sure a lot of people will be listening our conversation on epilogue and the other podcast 
streaming platform. So I think they all should go and watch this. It's amazing. In fact, you know, whenever I watch all your videos on the English nut, you know, it's immediately the first thing it comes in my mind is that famous Bollywood movie dialogue. English is a funny language. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You like I don't know somehow whenever I see and yeah. you explain each and every word so brilliantly. Like last video I saw, it is on that etc. etc. What we use then the that uh-huh. is it. You know the abbreviation uh-huh. what we use. Amazing. So where this concept came from? Suddenly that the English nut. You know you want uh-huh. to do something related to. So there is there any source yeah. for that? Yeah. So. Uh... The, the precursor to the English nut was a series of written posts on Facebook that I had started called Polish Yourself Until You Shine. And a colleague of mine had actually been urging me to start a blog where I advise people, not just on the fi- finer points of English, but on the finer things in life, things like single malt whiskeys, wine, cheese, art, grooming, etiquette, and so on. And, and that's how Polish Yourself Until You Shine was born. Of course, my blog never went beyond the English language, but it moved beyond social media and became a, uh, a Times of India blog at one point. So you can, you can look it up. I've, I've got a number of posts there. So, uh, but, you know, at some point I told myself that, you know, this written series that I'm doing on social media needs to move to a video format to reach out to more people because, you know, working in advertising, we are always telling our clients video is the medium of today. It's the medium of millennials and Gen Z and so on. And I said, I need to apply those theories to myself also. And I also felt the need to have dedicated channels for my posts because initially the post, the written post that I was creating was on my personal uh, handles. So I said, no, I, I have to create something specifically for the English language, which is uh, going to be a largely video based. And that's how uh, about two years ago, the English nut was born. It was actually my uh, New Year's resolution two years ago that I'm going to start this. And I, honestly, at that time, I had I did not understand uh, much about, uh, you know, social media at all, especially, you know, what it takes to run a social media uh, channel. So I yeah. said, uh, but I, I made a promise to myself that for one year, I'm going to put out one video a week, come what may. And if at the end of one year, I feel that I'm not succeeding, then I'll say, okay, I, I failed and I'll move on, but I'm going to give it one year. And I'm glad I told myself that because it, it was a really tough year because, you know, I, one Initially, you believe, okay, if you've got good content, people will come. You know, it's like if you, uh, if you've got, it's it's that belief that if you make a wonderful product, people are going to buy it. But it doesn't happen. You have to uh, find ways to communicate it to people. And uh, so it 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 was a big struggle. But you know, as I say, English is nuts, and, I, and I'm nuts about English. And and I think that the reason that this worked was because. It combines a number of my passions. Of course, the English language. Uh, then, other than that, uh, there is there is the writing and scripting part of it, which is at the heart of it, really. And that's something I love to do. I mean, it's something that I do as a part of my copywriting job all the time. And it also allows me to a bit to do a bit of acting, or at least working in front of the camera. 
it gives me the freedom to do things the way I want to. I'm my own client. And this is also something that gives me pleasure because when working in an ad agency, there's always a client out there who you know will bomb your most beautiful ideas. So here it's me writing for myself. Of course, I've got to keep my audience in mind, but I decide what I'm going to write, what I'm going to shoot and what I'm going to put out there. And that gives me a lot of joy. And I think the other great thing about uh, the English Nut is that it gave me hands-on experience. It taught me what it takes to run uh, social media, what works on social media, what doesn't, you know, what are the differences between the different channels, you know, you know, what do you do differently on Instagram versus Facebook or YouTube, for example. So these were things that really helped me even professionally. So I think it's because of all of these things, you know, like it, it, it's a combination. It's all of my passions and interests uh, and uh, learnings coming together in one thing. And that's why even when there were tough times, I could continue because you know, if, if it's something that you love, you keep on pushing ahead, even if, if there are barriers. So I think that I managed to push past a lot of barriers. And now the English Nut is two years old and it's going strong. And I hope it's going to grow from strength to strength in the coming days. I hope people who are listening to this podcast are going to go out there and subscribe to me either on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Twitter is where I, where I think I have the smallest uh, following, but everywhere else, you know, there, there are lots of people watching my no, videos. I'm, I'm sure because the kind of video and, you know, personally, I want to share on this platform is, what I like about English Nut is simplicity. You know, you have not made this very complicated. It is like you are listening to somebody and it's like a normal conversation, you know. So there is nothing too much to know, too much to understand. But it's so much easy to know certain things which we are not aware you know, so like, for example, uh, you have mentioned that ETC, etc. A lot of people, I think most of us, we don't know exactly, but we're using every day we're using that, but we don't know exactly what is it, you know, and yeah, I yeah. think you brilliantly, you are doing this and so, so simple way with little bit of animation graphics also where you're showing, you know, the difference yeah, in the language. Yeah. And I think amazing. amazing. Yeah, so and I yeah, yeah, I wish you all the best. So Th thank you. Years, I think twenty years it should be there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Something. Yeah. Right. No, no. I, I was just saying that uh, you know, uh, I mean, sometimes uh, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And before the lockdown, of course, I would do videos where you know it. There would be little stories. It would be like a, a short film at times, of course. But once uh, the lockdown happened, I and you know, uh, though I've been in advertising and I love photography and all that, I never shot videos myself. And once lockdown hit, I realized, I mean, I was actually lying awake at night and, you know, this was my biggest worry is that what's going to happen to the English nut? Because being in an ad agency, I had colleagues, I had friends, you know, who would, you know, who had cameras, they would shoot, we would use the office space or, you know, a friend's house or whatever as the location. And, you know, we could shoot a, a variety of things. And I realized suddenly that now the only way that the English nut is going to have its next episode is if I shoot it myself at home. And that's how for the first time 
I, you know, I, I, I didn't even have a tripod or anything. I balanced, uh, you know, my phone on my, against my laptop screen and I started speaking into it. And that's, that's how I, and you know, the lighting was awful. It was grainy, but you know, it, that's, you know, I, I learned to shoot. And, you know, if, if you look at my videos over, the, you know, from like uh, March to, you know, now you'll see that the quality has improved just in terms of lighting in in, in terms of, uh, you know, though it's just me uh, talking into camera, but you, you can see the difference in, just in terms of composition, lighting and all that. So those are also things that I've learned. So I think the English art has taught me a lot. It's It's really been a great teacher for me. Perfect. Perfect. And I, I completely agree with you, but my suggestion will be keep it simple only because too much perfection is not also, you know, so much lovable. I think personally, I love your videos because it's very simple. It's like you are talking at your home, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that's the best part about your video, but yeah. all the best. And Thank before you. signing off, I really want you to give some mantra to younger generation who may start or planning to explore their creativity in advertising world, or maybe something like, you know, uh, English nut, you know, the blog. So if you can okay. just okay. give some kind of a mantra. Okay. So I, you know, let's talk about advertising. I would, what I would tell youngsters is that it's their job to usher in another golden age of advertising. Because advertising is rapidly altering its form today with digital media expanding and changing at a feverish uh, pace. Marshall McLuhan's old adage that the medium is the message seems to have become the mantra. But the, for me, the medium isn't the message. The message is the message. Digital is just a medium or rather a set of mediums, social search, e-commerce, what have you. More new, more new mediums are going to come along tomorrow. But don't be dazzled by them. Use them as mediums to tell a story. Your job is and always will be that of a storyteller. The format may vary, the duration may expand or contract, but the story will always remain at the heart of it. You see, we humans are hardwired to respond to stories. From stories told through cave paintings thousands of years ago to Instagram stories today, the purpose is the same, to try to understand and appreciate our world through words and visuals. So I would tell young people to focus on the storytelling. They, ha they have the advantage of being digital natives, unlike me, for example. So they don't have to make an effort to understand the medium. They were practically born with an understanding of it. I would urge them to take advantage of this understanding, but to focus on telling brand stories with greater creativity, not just ticking off the box of being on digital. You know, David Ogilvy, the founder of Ogilvy and Mather, worked in the golden era of print advertising. At that time, television was the new kid on the block. It was a new medium, and this is exactly the mistake advertisers made with TV. They thought that being on TV was itself the big idea. They forgot about the brand codes that they had worked hard to build in the print medium. But slowly as TV matured as a medium, they started realizing that it was just another medium and you had to follow the same principles of advertising on it to succeed. That is what is happening with digital today. And the English start has broadened my horizons, as I was telling you earlier, put me back in student mode, learning about language, learning about social media, about today's rapidly changing audiences, giving me fresh insights into the consumers of the advertising I create as well. From being a, uh, what's known as a side hustle, it's taken its place front and center as my identity, as the engine of, uh, of my creative development. 
you know, there is there's truth in Albert Einstein's observation. The day you stop learning is the day you start die- dying. The day you stop learning is the day you start dying. Learning to learn and to keep learning is the most important skill of all. And that is what, that is the mantra that I would finally leave uh, everyone with that learn to learn and keep learning. Fantastic. Which is so true. And I think all the listeners today and mainly the young listeners will get a lot of inspiration from this conversation. And thank you so much, Shumanto, for being here and giving us, spending some time on Creative Mantra. Wish you all the best and all success, whatever and whichever platform you use to tell your stories. And we would keep listening to your stories. Thank you so much, Shumanto, and God bless you. Thank you very much, Indranil. Thank you for the wonderful questions that you asked. And thank you overall for, for your warmth, which you know, made me feel at home and made me feel that I could speak out my heart. So, which is what I did. I hope that people find some value in it. Thank you so very much. If you have enjoyed this soulful conversation, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast channel now on EP Log Media website or listen on your favorite streaming platform such as GeoSavan, Apple Podcast, Ghana, Spotify and more. Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcast, don't forget to review and rate my podcast. Feel good, think positive and remember, this world is beautiful. God bless you all.